I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, R.J. Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is the episode of the Autumn Windbags. R.J. Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. In prom time, baby. Sunday night football. Second game as head coach, interim head coach, Antonio Pierce. Third game as starting quarterback, Aiden, a.k.a. Farva O'Connell. Raiders battle back. 2-500. Farva is now 2-1 and one as a starter. Antonio Pierce 2-0 and oh as head coach. And the Jets fall to the Las Vegas Raiders 16-12 in a game that was just as ugly as we thought it would be. But you can put as much lipstick as you want on this pig because I am making out with it. Raiders are back to 500. One game out of the seventh seed in the AFC playoff picture. Feels good, man. It feels really good. That freaking pig. I'm a little bit more more dark with it. I'm gonna get behind it and choke it. Yeah. Shove that apple in its mouth. We're roasting that sucker. Party time. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, there was a couple disappointing elements. A couple elements that were that were very good, uh, but more or less what we expected. Rough offensively for both teams. Only 18 total first downs in this entire game. The Jets actually outgained the Raiders 365 yards to 274 yards, 22 or uh, 22 total drives, 11 per only 4.4 yards per play for the Raiders, 5.8 for the Jets. Um, but it was the crucial. There's a couple chunk plays that turned it around for the Raiders. Josh Jacobs had a 40 yard run, a huge Andre, run, man, huge run. DeAndre Carter had a big return that put us in field goal range. Um, and that was exactly the type of game we were expecting where all it took was, you know, two or three important plays to sway the game one way or the other. Zach Wilson actually had one of his best games of the season, um, despite a late turnover that didn't quite seal the deal, but was mighty crippling. Raiders lost the turnover battle. We gave the ball away twice, only took the ball once, still able to walk away with a four-point win. Um, This is what we needed to have happen. You know, it was a big test for us. Uh, defensively, the Jets are no joke, man. They do this to a lot of teams. Yep. They've held teams, a lot of teams, to a lot less than 16 points. So I don't want for us to think like, oh, man, our offense sucks, this and that. No, no, no. This defense is that good. They fly around that well. And for us to go down there and um, score that touchdown late and play the way we did, it was, it was, it's a big boost because we know we can count on the other side of the ball. Offense could say, "Yeah, man. If if we don't if we don't get the job done, if we turn the ball over, we can count on our defense to make sure it's, you know, uh, only a field goal. Defense, and if we're you know maybe letting letting the guys, uh, you know, move the ball a little bit too much, where the offense can pick us up. So this is a big test, and we and we uh, we passed it. I'm very glad you brought up what the Jets have been able to do to other really good offenses and really good quarterbacks, like." Four potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I did some math. I started mathing. Got out the TI-83 calculator. Quarterbacks, quarterback rating versus the Jets defense this season. Justin Herbert, 41.1 QBR. Too early to call him a Hall of Famer, but certainly a fantastic quarterback. You, you and I think very highly of him, unfortunately. Yeah. Josh Allen, 
marching on his way to potential Hall of Fameishness. He's he's probably going to be maybe top three MVP this year. Guy's balling. Jets defense held him to a forty-five point one QBR. Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl champion, he was held to fifty-nine point seven QBR. Patrick Mahomes, for sure, he's already a Hall of Famer despite his career not even being half over. He was held to seventy-three point eight. Aiden O'Connell, rookie. Aiden O'Connell, third start of his NFL career. Aiden O'Connell, brand new rookie play caller offensive coordinator. Aiden O'Connell, brand new interim head coach. Aiden O'Connell, missing your best offensive lineman. Aiden O'Connell had a 76.4 QBR after his touchdown pass to mayor it ended up being 72 but he had basically the same qbr against this defense as patrick mahomes and exceedingly better than josh allen jalen hurts justin herbert now tomorrow and moving forward there's a lot of things on the film that aiden o'connell needs to work on but for just tonight and tonight only we are popping champagne for Farva and what he was able to do against one of the best defenses in football, one of the best front lines or one of the best uh, front sevens in football, he outplayed Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and basically the same as Patrick freaking Mahomes. Let's let's give a little bit of love to the second half of that offensive line run blocking. Um, they they stepped up, man. I, I said it at, at, at halftime, uh, you know, the offensive line has been killing drives, either getting no push or just getting railroaded on first down. And we're at in second and 11, second and 10. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said, dude, like, I understand that Wint Williams is, is, a, is, a, is a special player, but you can't get your ass kicked every single play. Yeah. You know, you at least get a stalemate every once in a while, you know. And uh, they started. They started. Uh, their double team started working a little bit better. They incorporated the tight ends on the underneath instead of just over the top. And um, man, it was it was a good uh, a good. I th- I think they only ran like two different run plays. Honestly, the second half. Okay, okay what's working? Okay, we're gonna do that, and that's well, it. And, it was and, great it adjustments in the second half, running yeah. off the edge, right? Little yeah. quick passes out outside. Off Defensively, the edge. you know, uh, have a, a spy on Zach Wilson on third down so he can't yeah. rush. I mean, they, they did a, a basic things, a couple of good things, and, um, you know, just let, let your talent go. Let your talent play. Sam A., thank you so much for the super chat. First one of the night. You get the congratulations. Uh, wasn't going to drink, but Johnny Walker came calling. Yeah, Johnny Walker's a celebratory beverage because you know you're going to be hung over the next day. I wasn't going to drink either, but – I don't have to go to work tomorrow because I'm driving my mom's car to Sun City, Arizona tomorrow, and I'm That's flying back tomorrow night. That's a track. So I have a little bit of extra time to uh, make it a double, sweetheart. I got a long drive. <laughs> keep, it, keep it coming, sweets. I got a long drive. I do me a favor and wash off that perfume if you come to my table. Where's that movie from? Let us know hey, in the comments. You know, you want to do me a favor? Just eat that outside. Eat the rest of that outside. <laughs> extra income. Uh, so with uh, Aiden O'Connell, um, that touchdown pass to Michael Mayer. It's only Aiden O'Connell's uh, third start of his career. He's only played like 14 quarters total, but that's the best play of his career so far. Um, goal line, 
I think it was second and goal. I, th- mm-hmm. I think it was second and goal. Drops back. First read, covered. Second read, covered. Pressure. He does what he hasn't been doing so far this season. He's getting better, and you can tell by this move. Felt the pressure, avoided it. Slide, slid to the side. Mr. Feet in cement. He's a statue. He'll get killed back there. Felt the pressure. Didn't panic. Avoided it. Rolled out to his right and threw the ball just over the defender. We're only our six foot four, Michael Mayer, six three, six, six five, six five. More than our point guard height, tight end can catch it. Beautiful play by him. Made the correct reads, felt the pressure, moved his feet. Fucking dime right there. Where jar? First, first pass. I think that was the first passing touchdown of his career, right? Yeah, he had a rush touchdown against a rushing the, touchdown, first passing touchdown of his career. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Best, best play of his career. This thing is that play there encapsulates what the strengths are of both Farva and Mayer. Mm-hmm. Mayer is that it I've been trying to tell you guys for a long time that Mayer is a playmaker. I've I saw him put up big numbers against USC with some pretty poor quarterback play over the years at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And he's he's that dude, man. We've seen him go over uh when with oh, go over two guys and snatch the ball out of the air, hand catch it all the way to the ground. Mm-hmm. Same thing, jumps over a guy, snatches it away, m- moss the dude, right? Yeah, got his feet in, got down. It was it was an an awesome play by both guys. What what we needed to see from both of these guys to to kind of give the rest of the league a little bit of like like oh crap, like we can't just double team Devontae anymore in the red zone. Yeah, we got to make sure that we account for this guy too because that that was a special play. Um, I'm going to give props to the O line tonight. Um, we were texting back and forth, and you were critical of them. Aiden O'Connell. Uh, got sacked three times in pass protection. Considering they got eight sacks last week, considering we were without Colton Miller, considering it got jumbled around like big time for the first time this season and how good of the defensive front they were going against, I thought this offensive line played above expectation. Um, still need to do better. Still got to pass protect better, especially with a rookie quarterback, especially one that's not a mobile quarterback. Not that they can't, not that they shouldn't and have to do better. Mm-hmm. But I think considering the type of defense we were playing, they performed better than I expected, specifically in the second half. In the second half, for sure. The first half was a little iffy. We were able to move the ball somewhat. Um, there was a couple of, you know, one or two penalties that kind of killed drives. It was the early downs that was really killing us, um, leaving us with longer, uh, you know, late late downs. But the second half, it was it was it was a, a you know, a stark change. They were, uh, after the first drive, after that, they were doing much better. Um, got that long run by Josh Jacobs. He wasn't even touched until, you know, the, when he got tackled. Down the field. <laughs> 40 down, yards down the field, right? Um, but yeah, it's the, the double teams working. They were scraping off nice. They were, they were um, you know, passing off guys. You know, so it was, it was good work by these guys. It was good work for that front. That front is no joke, man. That's, that's a good defensive front. Um, early on, um, the fact that we were only down 9-6 going into the half was should be considered a win because it looked like we were getting thoroughly outplayed, but we were only down a touchdown. Um, two things kept us in that first half. <laughs> Penalties. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying this. Maybe the first time these words have ever been ever been uttered on the autumn windbags. But the refs kept this game close for us in the first half. There were some pretty ticky-tacky penalties that went 
against the Jets. Um, total, they had eight penalties for 83 yards. The Raiders had three for 25. I don't think I've ever said those words. That th In the first half, the refs were kind of ticky-tacky against the Jets. Um, and our punting game. The battle of field position kept this game close. Penalties and the battle of field position kept this game close. Another half game ball for A.J. Cole. A.J. Cole gets a, a, has to get a game ball for this game, dude. This is what I talked about. The, the, the one time we gave them a short field, our defense stepped up huge and held them to a field goal. I mean, they basically got the ball in the red zone. It was like right outside the red zone. So big ups to the defense. A.J. Cole pitting them back every single time. It's like we were getting, we were getting a delay of game calls just to give us more room for AJ Cole to punt. Mm -hmm. It's he was that on fire today. He was, he was uh, five, five total punts, fifty yard average. Um, he had three inside the twenty and a sixty three yarder. That average would be probably five to seven yards further if he didn't have a bunch where he would just kind of just put them, you know, try to pull it back mm -hmm. a little bit in the end zone. Um, he absolutely won us the battle of field position throughout this entire game. Uh, Thomas Reynolds, thank you for being a member. Michael Mayer, congrats. That touchdown was beast. I was also super critical in the beginning of this game. So let's not dismiss Soto's thoughts with RJ's pregame negativity. Um, I feel like my pregame concerns were pretty valid. I think it played out like the things I was worried about more or less played out. Um, the O-line, again, exceeded expectations but still Aiden was under a lot of pressure that was a problem oh the I other was, thing I was worried about the secondary and it proved to be a bit of an issue today um the other big thing I was looking at we had we had three things that we were looking I had going into this game that was that I was looking at um Brees Hall hurt, hurting us which he did he was he had a good game um let me get his exact numbers. His rushing wasn't that great but he received okay. the ball he had some he had some yeah nice he had uh a 35 yarder that Put him in field goal range. That was big. Um, yeah, he didn't rush that ball well, but he was catching the ball well. And the other big thing that I was looking at that we didn't really get to see against the Giants because the game got out of hand on our end early. I was very curious how Antonio Pierce was going to be in those critical head coaching moments. I'm totally down for his style of coaching to be very democratic. You know, they were talking about how Josh Jacobs got 10 to 12 plays this week. What do you like? What do you don't like? Let us know. Um, Going to his his coordinators and his position coaches. What should we do? Who do you like? Who should we start? Totally down for it. Great. If that's some guy, some some tyrants work, right? Some collaborators work. We know that he's a great motivator. We know that players love him. Can he be a good head coach in those critical moments when you don't have time to address the committee? Right? You can't you can't gather Congress around to decide. Uh, you know, are you throwing the challenge flag? Are you calling a timeout? Are you going for it on fourth and one? You just can't. You just, you just don't have time. You have to be a tyrant in those moments and make those snap decisions. He did fantastic today in those moments. Um, there was one big critical error when he threw the challenge flag on the turnover when you can't, right? You saw like when you when it's a turnover, it's automatically challenged. So he threw the challenge flag and it cost us a timeout. So that was that was a bonehead move. You saw they, they shot up a, a picture of Robert Sala when he did it. He's like got this like smug smile on his face. He's like, ah, rookie, you forgot. Um, he'll never do that again. He'll never make that mistake ever again. The best thing for head coaches is to make those new head coach mistakes in wins. I remember in um, in high school, you remember how to learn the states and capitals? 
I got 49 out of 50. I busted, I busted my butt, studied. I got 49 out of 50. Who just grew I, up? I forgot uh, the capital of Missouri. Springfield? Jefferson City. Fuck Jefferson City. This was 24 years ago. I will never forget the capital of Missouri for the rest of my life because I screwed it up that day in like sophomore year of high school. Antonio Pierce will never make that mistake again, throwing the challenge flag on a turnover. And that was really the only critical error. When he wanted to go it on fourth and short, it converted. When he didn't want to go for it on fourth down, it was a great punt in one field position. Um, didn't waste, other than that one, didn't waste timeouts. Didn't, uh, there was no, um, uh, like, personnel brain yeah, fog. No delay of game, like, having to take a timeout. Yeah, like, none, like, none, none of those everything things. Everything was smooth. Like, everything was it, clean. Everything. Everything was smooth in a super tight game in prime time against, I think, a very, very, very good head coach in Robert Sala. One one brain fart, which he'll never make again, that really didn't co- – all it cost us was one timeout. Everything else out of Antonio Pierce. Freaking solid. Can we talk a little bit about that fake tush push? I would love. Oh, my God. What was that? That was – such a freaking sweet play it worked to perfection it was executed perfectly the right guy got the ball who do you want to be in the open field on a broken play you want your punt returner that's who you want you want your guy who's used to that and um it was a great it was a gutsy call it was um a good call and it's it uh (laughs) i don't know that you normally have two small wide receivers behind to push. Normally, we like more tight ends or bigger guys, yeah. right? So that, that could have gave, given it away a little bit. But, uh, man, that was great execution. Um, and what a what a, what a call by, by Coach Bo, man. 15 yards when all we needed was one and a half. What Whatever. a call. That, and it was very much the theme, right? Second In the second half, let's get off the edge a little bit more, running up the middle, not, you know, going against these all-pro defensive tackles isn't going well for us. Um, it continued kind of the theme of O'Hardegee's adjustments in the second half. Corey, thank you for the super chat. Very, very much. What do you guys give Farva today? Ranked one out of 10. Early prediction for the Miami game. Um, I, gi- I give him a, a six plus. I think he missed a couple of throws downfield. The interception was, he got baited in. He, he it's, he yeah. got baited into that. The guy was sitting there waiting for it. Uh, I think he. I think he thought he was going to keep falling back into coverage, and he got so he got sold. I well, I think I think he, he thought the bag that, that that um, Devontae was going to cut a little bit more down, uh, a little bit more across field mm-hmm. uh, than he did, and um, he was banking on Devontae getting you know to the point. Yeah, and um, he did more of a slant instead of an in, and you know. The defensive the, the defensive back made a good play. Um, but I would give him a, a solid six plus. Now, those are a couple of things. You know, one of the sacks, he should have gotten the ball out. He should have thrown the ball out. What, look, the reason why grading it so harshly is because of the defense we were playing against. You can't make those types of mistakes against this type of defense. He missed a couple of guys downfield. That interception throw was rough, especially in your own end, like basically giving them the ball in, in the red zone. Yeah. Um, mentally, I didn't see him make any mistakes, really. I have to take a look at the film, but I didn't see him take make too many mistakes as far as um, protection-wise. I yep. thought that was good. I thought his checks were good. Um, 
I thought he handled the offense really well today. Uh, but there was a couple of mistakes that would have made things a little bit easier for him. The touchdown play was amazing. Again, look, I think we throw away. It's, it's not. It's not a, a freaking you know boxing round, right? It's not a ten point must system. Like you don't have to give a guy a ten because he he was the best quarterback of the week, right? Mm-hmm. You know you. I'll also, although you know Dobbs probably could have gotten a ten with Minnesota, he played really well again today. Yeah. But uh, I would say a solid six plus, and I think for sixteen points scored against that defense, a six plus is is pretty good. That Minnesota game is looking tougher and tougher every God, week. Dobbs is freaking good, man. That guy good. is good. Uh, I don't have too much more to add. I think you hit the nail on the head, um, Soto. I think. Um, I think all things, like I said, the very top of the show, new head coach, uh, rookie, fourth rounder, only third start of his career, new offensive coordinator, not having Colton Miller, um, the defense that they're playing against. If you incorporate all those things, you can start saying, you know, seven, eight, like overcoming and winning, overcoming all those things, I think starts bumping up your grade a little bit. But um, he said it best. He said it best. He's like, no one cares what issues you have. No one cares what excuses However valid, even if their reasons, not excuses, all that matters is production. This production was just 16 of 27 for 153 yards, one touchdown, one interception, eight, three sacks, nothing great by, by pure production below average, but everything he was going against, everything he was going against to get the win. Especially, <laughs> like I mentioned, they had basically the same QBR as Patrick Mahomes against this defense, better than Josh Allen, better than Jalen Hurts. Like that means something. So I think I think before we start talking crap, yeah. Before we start talking crap, let's just let's just realize who he did this against, Mm -hmm. and he had his best offensive lineman not playing. It's it's like we say every time, right? What's what's the phrase here? Do not ignore in victory what you would critique in defeat. He has plenty of things to work on, and that's the best case scenario. If you know exactly what you need to work on and still get the W, this is great. I mean, he's only getting he's only getting better. Like he had the best play of his career. And that touchdown pass to Michael Mayer, freaking beautiful. He did three things in that play that he normally doesn't. It was great. Uh, Thomas Reynolds, thank you for being a member. You guys can join. Click the join button. Saddle up, partners. The fake tush push was amazing. Oh, my God. Did I almost nut being so excited? Bo knows. Got to keep a wet nap handy, baby. Got to keep a wet nap handy. What was the what was the most nuttable moment of the game for you? That touchdown pass, dude. That just the whole yeah. thing because it was the slide to the side, that little sling, and it was in the perfect window he needed to get it to. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell they'd done that in practice a bunch because it was yeah. like he didn't even have to think about it. He saw the guy in front of him. He's like, "Oh, dude, that guy's like six inches shorter." Yeah, flipped it up there, and Mayor just rose up and just snatched away from that dude. For me, guy, for me, it was I, 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 I hate saying this over and over again, but man. Mayor needs to get the ball more. He is such a weapon at tight end. And Spillane is a lot better than I think people gave him credit for. I was saying it since we signed him. Like, I watched Cape on the guy since he took over. Maybe when he was a backup and just rotating in and out, he wasn't all that great. But the last maybe four games of the season last year with Pittsburgh, he did really well. So um, imagine having the head coach be play your position. And just coaching you and, and believing in you and knowing that you can do it and uh, all the confidence you get from that. And, and, and intercepting a pass with a hand. He didn't like cradle it in his arm. He caught it with a broken hand. If Amazing. defensive coordinators have to start scheming around our rookie tight end on top of Devontae Adams, on top of Jacoby Myers, on top of Josh Jacobs, on top of Hunter Renfro, 
He's not getting like targets, did, man. But what what have we seen from this kid that can show can, can tell you that he can be a playmaker? Mm-hmm. When you, you you see those flash plays that he makes, so it, it's not like he he drops easy plays or he doesn't make easy plays. But when he jumped over a linebacker with a safety coming over the top and he he, he wrestled the ball away from two guys with the hands, hand catching again, hand catching in the end zone, plucks the ball up, holds it over his head, falls down, touchdown. Those are playmaker type plays. Those aren't like, oh, I'm a blocker and like you know I can catch the ball when I'm open. Like he's a freaking playmaker, man. Um, Bo knows shirts gonna start flying off the shelves. I feel like I feel like there's a like Hardy's like cross branding opportunity here. Like Hardy, like it's just like his face on the Hardy's logo. We're out west where it's called Carl's Jr. Right, but like back east, it's Hardy's. Hardy's hits different, man. The breakfast little biscuits hit different at. at I was in a, what Tennessee. Ooh, they're delicious. That's just because you're in the South. The biscuits are just better out there. The mayonnaise, they just they're a little, lot more liberal with the mayonnaise over there. Uh Thomas Reynolds, you're the man. Thank you so much for super chats. Really <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. you, dude. Great beard, too, by the way. Uh Space Beast. It's a tough schedule ahead, but do we play better D? Uh again, we're playing some of the worst offenses in football. So that's important. Like how we talk about, we're giving we're gonna give Aiden O'Connell a wide berth because the defenses we're playing. We need to give, we're going to do the same thing for our defense that we're playing some, the worst defenses in football, giants, jets, pats, um, bears, some awful defenses, but that's what you're supposed to do is when you play an awful defense, step up and improve a little bit. I think this is probably the worst game of Max Crosby's season so far. I don't think there's much doubt there. I was very underwhelmed by Max Crosby. Actually, our entire pass rush, Really wasn't that great. We only got to Zach Wilson twice. Um, Zach Wilson was able to escape containment multiple times. We lost the turnover battle. We got one. It was clutch, right? Robert Spillane's clutch interception. But on the turnover margin, we lost two to one. Defense held him to 12, which is great. Um, but again, it's one of those situations where I think there's a lot. There's a lot of things on tape to improve on. Um, I don't know what it is. About Max Crosby getting juked out by like white white boy quarterbacks, but Josh I just, Allen, remember Josh Allen's on him. That was no, it, and Josh Allen wasn't the bad one. No, the bad one was uh, uh, Herbert, dude. Herbert got him nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it just uh, look. This is gonna happen. He, he's not gonna get three sacks every single game. He's not gonna end the, the you know the, nobody gets twenty five sacks a year, twenty even. You know, it's he's. He's trending in the right direction. He's, you know, he's got nine and a half, a little more than halfway through the season. So he'll get that 15, 16 mark, 17 mark. That's a good, that's a, that's a good, that's a good season. But um, it was, it was the secondary, man. I mean, we, we pressured, we pressured Zach Wilson. We got him out of the pocket and got him running. He just, he, he, he made a lot of plays on broken plays. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on, uh, on the, off, on the defensive line too bad because they, they were getting through. It's just, we gotta, you know. Sometimes, you, sometimes you get home, and sometimes you don't. You know, uh, Zach, we're, Zach we're still getting been, pressures. Zach Wilson's been sacked the second most of any quarterback in the NFL. I think we, I think, I think it was an under an underperformance by the defensive line tonight. Uh, it wasn't their best performance. I, I agree with that. Let's see who and, who and, right, and right when Max Crosby had like defensive player of the year momentum kind of going his way. You know what I mean? It's like. Prime time. I think Fo- I didn't. I think Fox gave him like defensive player of the year midway through the season. Like he was starting to get like 
he was starting to, to creep into that like Bosa, like in that conversation more and more. Um, this was his chance to like really drive it home. Didn't really happen. Hey, Vito, I just wanted to tell you all the top defensive linemen get double teamed every play. It's true. Every single defense, Joey Bo, freaking Bosa's, both Bosa's, Nick, Joey, you know, all the top defensive linemen, they get double teamed every single play. So it, it's, it, it is what it is. Uh, did Zach Wilson have a good game by his standards? 23 of 39, 263 yards, only got sacked twice. No touchdowns in that pick. It was still Zach Wilson at the end. Yeah, that was Zach Wilson. So, okay, we're, we're um, we are playing Miami next week. Now, this is a little bit deceiving because they score a lot. So their defense gets thrown back on the field a lot. And they score quickly. Yeah. But they're they're 25th in the league in points allowed. Uh, they've, they've allowed quite a few points. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as rushing, keep talking. I got you. Are we looking ahead already? No, and, and someone asked, you know, what, what okay. defenses are we playing next? Um, uh, it's, it's kind of difficult to say. Because it, it, again, it's it's still pretty rough. They're about 25th in, in passing yards allowed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are, what, 15th in rushing. So it, it kind of goes along with it. When when, when they jump on, when they jump on teams, they stop mm-hmm. running the ball and they, they throw the ball more. Yeah. So um, it's a little deceiving. I think their, their their defense is okay. I think their defense is made to look a little bit better than it actually is, or a little bit worse than it actually is, because they're on the field a lot because their offense scores so quickly. It's it, the offense makes that whole thing run. Uh, Josh Jacobs had, in one way, the best game of his season. He got over four yards per carry, twenty-seven carries, one hundred sixteen yards. It's four point three yard average, highest so far. Um, a big chunk of that was his 40 yarder, which he broke, which was let's give credit to the old line when, when it's due. That was just a great hole and it, you know, good read explosive. got him through juked, like had to like quarter juke one guy, one defender to break it out. Um, but then he dropped the ball in that play. Thank God it fell out of bounds. And then he had that fumble in the fourth quarter that we lost very un JJ. Like it was a very un JJ like game today where he wasn't, that big in the passing game, which is kind of surprising to me. He had over a hundred yards for the first time this season, but then put the ball on the turf twice and lost one of them. So here's the deal. Here's the deal, brother. brother. We got seven games left. Okay. Mm-hmm. If JJ gives us this for seven games, he's right back where he was last year. You know, he's Minus about, the fumbles. He, he's about 1300. He's about 1300 yards. Okay, mm-hmm. the fumbles. He's just trying to make stuff happen, dude. He's trying to push the push, push the pile. It's it was an inopportune time. Um, it was there was a couple of swings in the game. One swing was after that long run, and um, he got the ball punched out. Jacobs did, and it went out of bounds. I was like, oh god, that was what a Jets thing to happen, you know. Like you make a great play as a defensive back, you run the you run the, the the ball carrier down, and you and you punch the ball out, and it just knocks off of his knee and goes out of bounds. You know that's a, yeah. what what a Jets thing to have happen. The other one was after we score the touchdown, they get they get in like field goal range in like two plays. <laughs> they're like yeah. right back, and they're like, oh my god, I can't even enjoy this. You know, 
uh it's like you know you you, you make that perfect sandwich the bread is toasted just right the perfect amount of mayo and mustard you got lettuce you got a turkey piled high with a little bit of avocado in there maybe mm-hmm. slice of cheese you're ready to eat you got the doritos and the whatever gatorade you got to drink and you sit down and then the doorbell rings you're like man i was just about to eat so you can either enjoy the long run of the the, the touchdown pass because in two plays they're right back on like the 30 yard line and it's the amway lady you're like ah son of a b-word uh thomas reynolds did the defense get better when Amik came out love Amik, but he does give up big plays Amik robertson well first off um that was a scary hit like when he was down when he you know that Ooh, that knee hit the he knee was, he went that, out, like. that player well it was it's down but he was doing this with his hands you know when you start getting like the lobster claws where like you're nervous, like your brain shut off, so everything stiffens. Like he was doing that, and you saw. I think it was Peters. Like immediately, like you saw his eyes, like close, close that on. He's like he's waving. You know, you know when it's bad when the player immediately he's jumping like, up and down, waving him in, yeah. waving the trainer, and his eyes are like saucers. He's just like freaking like, me. RJ and I have seen that like up close in person way too many times to to count. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and we know when it's like, oh, that guy's gonna be fine. He got he got knocked out, but he'll be okay. And we even we know when it's like, oh boy, when the toes curl and like the leg starts to shake, you're like, oh, oh, oh. that guy's gonna have some damage. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I know which one you're talking about. Don't you ever, ever? He's so pissed. British so, so food is so disgusting. Don't you even think about? You don't even. You can't even get avocados over there. Don't even start. Avocados don't grow in the fog. Grow the sunshine, baby. It's a Mexican food. Uh, well, to answer the question, um, yes, but that's always the weird thing about Amik. He always has to give up a big play early, and he's then get plays mad. hard after. Yeah, he's you know? got to get mad. He's got to get pissed. Yeah, he's got. He has. He has like he has a little man syndrome, right? Like you got to like. You gotta like test, like test his manhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang on, sorry. Frozen <laughs> beans and toast. <laughs> okay, I dated a British chick in high school, and they they ate drippings on toast. You know what that is? It's like drippings, drippings on toast. It's like the fat and crap that like falls off of a roast, and they yeah. grab it, scoop it up, and they spread it on toast. It's absolutely disgusting. Well, look, it's it's not oh, England's here, fault. Like, <laughs> Rory, Rory finally chiming in. Get out of here, Rory. Look, jalapenos don't grow <laughs> in the fog. Avocados don't grow in the fog. Cayenne peppers don't grow in the fog. Like, you can't, like, it's not England's fault. Your food sucks because nothing is good there. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm nothing. not going to hate on beef fat. That's why they're, that's why they're just like eating lamb. London Raiders. It, 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 when when the uh, when when the Raiders play in London, I'm gonna go and you you take me to a good spot. All right. That's why England just copies America's version of Mexican food, Indian food. Indian food in England is just Mexican food in America. It's like let's get some spicy, cheap, quick, three a.m. to settle my stomach after seventeen whiskeys diarrhea food. But it's yeah, just a like worse a, version of Mexican like a nice food. curry, though. It's great. A little coconut but, milk curry. Ooh, that's good stuff. It's just a foggy rain version of Mexican food, hmm. Indian food. It's the exact same thing. Okay, wait, wait. I want to make sure this is documented. Bam. You're on. That is a binding contract, legally binding contracts. 
across international waters. Done deal. Um, speaking of Rory, remember that text he gave us on our text chain? He's texting. I mean, I don't get the exact ver- verbiage down because this is this text chain's been going on like ten years, but this was the best one we've had all ever. What do you say? This was at eight fourteen Pacific Standard Time when, in the fourth quarter, the second to last drive by the Jets and Zach Williams, Zach Wilson's driving. Kind of got a feeling we're going to force a turnover. I have a feeling in my groin. Literally the next play. Splain picks the ball. What's next? Read them. We was next. I said, Rory, tell your wife your groin gets whatever it wants. Soto said, tell your wife to suck the soul out of your groin. I think Rory's Rory's groin is something special. We're gonna usually, call it Rory's groin, groin the Oracle. for another reason. Yeah. This reason it's because, you know, he had something, he had something like a premonition. Right? He thinks with his penis. Like he just got a puberty. <laughs> Um, what else did we talk about leading up that was really important? Um, the chunk plays, right? DeAndre Carter, that 32-yard return, put us in field goal range. Yeah, my big thing was, was, was the field was position. Yeah, we have to make sure we give them long fields. And with that defense, offensively, I said that um, O'Connell had to get more of those 15 to 18-yard throws. He mm-hmm. can't live just dinking and dunking on this defense. He can't do it. And um, we need to get uh, some good returns to be able to shorten fields for our, for ourselves. Uh, the Josh Jacobs 40-yard run, that turned into our only touchdown. Um, chunks chunks every now and then, right? I mean, I don't know who I'm more impressed with the last two games, Antonio Pierce or Bo Hardigy. The adjustments that Bo made against this great defense with, you know, a limited, you know, rookie quarterback still getting his feet under him was fantastic. Getting the ball out quick. Hey, we're you got to lean on Josh Jacobs. It's not working. Instead of running between the tackles, let's go off the edge. Finally, got Josh Jacobs his first hundred yard, hundred yard game of the season. Um, Coach Bo, man, look, let's let's not. He sees in the moment. I think he understands. Like, look, this is this is my chance. Like, there's a million Bo Hardys out there in the NFL. Just yeah. kind of a guy that played whatever football no one remember him understands offenses yeah, like, knows not, not how a, to not attack a, it not a name at a college right just a whatever tennessee quarterback got just kind of like a got under a gaze right it's like all right i got i got a i got a hook up i got somewhere another, another offensive dude another good, like, another good offensive guy I'll, yeah I'll, like he'll always kind of have a job just jumping around the league somewhere he understands like hey i'm an offensive coordinator now this is my audition to be a head coach one day or you know I, Obviously, like a permanent offensive coordinator is what he's looking for short term, but this is how you become an NFL head coach. Seizing our that's how guys like Paul Hardy become head coaches, not yeah. multiple time Super Bowl champion or you know, just tied to like Andy Reid's hip, right? And you're just gonna get all these opportunities or tied at Vic Fangio's hip, and you're gonna get all these up. Nothing like that. It's just like this is how you do it. You jump on opportunities as they come. There's and he, no, he knows it, he's coaching like it. There's no quicker way for a person to become a head coach than to be the offensive coordinator of a defensive-minded head coach. And then to have your offense. Because you, you get all the credit. <laughs> you get all the every single bit of yeah. it. And let's not discount the impact that the movement pre-snap made on the offense. Mm-hmm. When they started uh, getting the ball out wide, that little quick pitch play, you, you've seen that they did a couple times, is that quick double-handed like pitch. 
that was nice because it, it got Josh Jacobs out on the edge. And even though he may not have had the numbers, he only had to make one guy miss. So he was going to get three, four yards out of that, even if they tackled it, tackled him right away. Yeah. So um, these little wrinkles that we're seeing, kind of like when I, I, I was screaming about, um, why, why don't we run a fake uh, jet sweep? Mm-hmm. You know, like let's run the action and have other plays off of it, so we can, you know, not have the t- the the defense defense just teeing off whenever they see the the movement. Right? They had guys moving almost every single run play. They had them moving up and down, just getting guys in better positions to block. Um, it it was it was nice to see somebody be a little bit more cognizant of um, stacking numbers at the point of attack with movement. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty, it was nice. It was subtle, but it was nice. Who impressed you more today? Antonio Pierce or Bo Hardigy? That's tough. I think, I think there's nothing against Antonio Pierce, nothing against him and the way he, he coached today. But I think the wrinkles against this defense, considering we had some limitations, uh, a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not having our you know top offensive line, um, I think it was Bo, man. Um, the 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 adjustments he made to the run game, um, second half really opened up a lot of plays. That fake tush push there at the end, uh, to get wait, 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 wait. you mean you mean offensive coordinators are allowed to make adjustments to their game plan? Is that a th- really from what I hear? I don't, I thought that was against the rules, which is why we never did it. I thought it was like a law. Right? Like whatever game plan you come in with, you have to stick to no matter what, and then just blame your players if it doesn't work. Don't. It's like you're pulling the wool over my eyes, Soto. It's all come these on, things I wasn't born together, right? It's like you know, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's hard to believe, this but there's a lot of things that went good. into this. Number one, it's the it's it's the relationship he had with Bo knows that he he needed to get Josh Jacobs going. He knew that yeah. he needed to get Josh Jacobs going. Okay. Josh, what are you comfortable with? What what's what's your we all know what it is. I mean, you and I know what it is. Zone mm-hmm. blocking scheme. Like just do a zone blocking scheme. You can do power zone blocking, which is the double teams. Yep. And, and that's fine. It, it's a it's another type of zone blocking scheme, right? Um and 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 the diff, the difference is a typical zone blocking scheme is a pass off scheme, right? Where mm-hmm. you, you double team a point and then you pass off um after after the the inside, let's say the inside um offensive lineman takes control or gets the point, then the outside offensive lineman scrapes off to the next level, right? That's like a regular zone blocking scheme. A power zone blocking scheme is no, I'm I'm we're locked into this guy to double team him and we're pushing him back as far as we can. And whatever happens, happens, right? That's more of a power zone blocking scheme. And um that's what we saw them running predominantly the entire game, right? Most of the time. Um the movement pre-snap, excellent. The communication with your stars Excellent, um, little wrinkles, right? Excellent, like that. The, the, the little build pitch play, the toss play to, to get. Um, <coughs> normally, when you have a player who was lined up as close to um, to um, the quarterback as Josh Jacobs was, you don't get a you don't get a pitch play from there. Usually, that they have to be like a little further back from you, right? But you, you, that little that little kind of like chest pass. Mm-hmm mimic that same motion and uh, it was able to let, allow Jacobs to get to the corner a little bit easier and make him make himself uh, a little bit more of a threat on the outside the motion again uh the trick plays it was just a great game plan all around to help 
everyone just go out there and play. It wasn't overly complicated. It wasn't overly convoluted. Everything worked together. The plays worked together. The motion worked with, with one stack, one play on another. When you do stuff like that and keep it simple and you execute, um, the defense can't just pin, you know, pin their ears back and just, you know, oh, this is the motion. This is what they do in this down boom, like yeah. the dearly departed did, right? So I think Coach Bo did an excellent job. I'm, no, nothing to take away from Coach AP. I think he did an excellent job too. But with the limitations that Bo had as far as a rookie quarterback who was getting better, we can see him getting better. This Aiden O'Connell puts up 30 points against the Chargers, mm -hmm. right? He, he doesn't have the fumbles. He doesn't do that. That you know, you know, he doesn't. He knows what to do with the ball pre-snap. Maybe coach. Well, th this co coaching staff against the Chargers first time with Aiden O'Connell wins the game. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think Coach Wood did a great job today. Hey, Spivy, thank you for the super chat. Great catch, by the way. Spivy, little trick. Surprised Spivey. you don't know this because you look you look like a very very good fisherman when you have a fish. You don't hold it close to your body when you're taking a picture. You hold it out as far as possible because it makes it look huge. You're it holding bigger. it too close. That thing will look twice as big. Like, look, look at my phone, my cell phone. You're like, okay, it's not that big of a cell phone. But if I do this, like, well, look at the size of this mackerel I caught. It's bigger than my head. No, it's not. Little trick. Little out there. Thank you for the super chat. That's why I give you some free advice. Happy with the win. Game ball goes to Robert Spillane. Spillane, seven total tackles, four solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass batted down, and a super, super boner-inducing interception at an extremely clutch time. I think that's fair. I think it's fair to go game ball to Spillane. I think if the game ball goes to Spillane, then A.J. Cole gets Jimmy Garoppolo's like VIP pass to the Spearmint Rhino. So I think A.J. Cole needs something. Oh, the Peppermint Hippo. Peppermint Hippo. You been there? No, I thought it was just a made. I thought it was just like a play on words. I know it was actually nah, real it's real. It's pretty badass. It's in Vegas? Dude. Yes. In Vegas. I've been to every strip club in Vegas. No, we'll go to the peppermint hippo. I went with, I went with Brian and, uh, oh my God. I don't know where it was, dude. I just figured this weekend. The cab. Uh -huh. Yeah. Go to the peppermint hippo. It's nice. It's good. It, it's a good spot. Nothing but like, uh, Asians and like big booty Cuban shakes. It's freaking amazing. Oh, no dude. wonder you love so it. <laughs> oh, so good. It should be called. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, RJ. You will you'll hate it. You don't like no. big butts. Gross. Disgusting. Uh, let's talk about Devontae Adams. Um, no touchdowns. That touchdown drought. I don't think that's six games now, but he did get over 60 yards for the first time in five or six games. Uh, six receptions, 86 yards. And they were some clutch ones. That 42-yarder was beautiful. In the first quarter, he had a couple really amazing catches. Um, it felt like Farva was still kind of getting his feet under him because they were like in his general vicinity, but like kind of bad throws, like a little off target. But that's what you have to do when you're being paid a bajillion dollars in a six-time Pro Bowler and you have a, a rookie quarterback. Like You need to fill in those gaps. And he did Mwah. chef's kiss beautifully. Yeah, man, to be fair... Um, Farah put those balls where only Devonta Adams could catch him, and he was he was covered pretty well, especially that one that one handed catch. Uh, yeah, does that work with it? Never mind. Yeah, if you can somehow pull your dick away from your body at arm's distance, it would look bigger. 
I'll, I'll let you I'll give you a pass on that one. I'll put it this way: it only works with unsolicited dick pics. When they ask for it, it doesn't work. Now, so now, you, now you're becoming it. a little bit. You know, you're pushing the envelope a little yeah. bit. That's what we do here. The Ottawa Winbacks, Trader Nation. Yeah, uh, the best game of Devonte, best Devonte Adams game in six games. Something like RJ, that. does it? Breakfast buffet. I'll tell you what. There's a like a super shady strip club near us in Stanton. Okay. Okay, there's, everybody. There's, there's, the only strip clubs in Stanton are super shady. Listen to me. They range from everybody super shady to extremely shady to it's just a front. I want you to Google Venus Strip Club in Stanton, California. Venus that place is the shadiest of shady, but they had the oh, like an amazing buffet. Chicken wings were good. The meatball subs were freaking delicious. It the doesn't even have food. a website. It just has like a Yelp page and a Foursquare. Dude, it's it's <laughs> so the food was so good because like in the back it's like a sports bar. They have all these TVs and they have like an actual bar in the back. And then on the front part of it, it's like you know a strip club, whatever, a stage in the strip club. And we used to have our uh, our um, fantasy football drafts there. And man, the buffet was amazing. Venus Lounge, awesome, baby. Right. Bomb food, full bar, pool tables. Maybe. We should check it out. We'll go with Brian. I do like me a shady strip club. When it's too nice, you're just like, oh, $50 cover, $73 for a drink, $200 for like, all right. Give me a nice shady strip club. I want a dive. I want a strip club that like is a dive bar. That's the way to go. Cousin Raider, I had a full Thanksgiving dinner in a strip club in Pattaya in Thailand. You know, I don't doubt it. The Thai know how to do it. Are you sure it was turkey? <laughs> um, how about the like the Heidi game intro? Like they were so desperate to find like an interesting storyline for this game because it was you know two five hundred teams, two bad offenses. Like, what can we? How can we make this game interesting? Oh yeah, remember like forty years ago when we didn't watch the end of the game. That's what we're going to talk about. It is still a pretty legendary game. It was hilarious. 55 years ago, man. That's crazy. 55. Well, look, my, my chick was over here watching uh, watching the game with me, mm-hmm. and um, she doesn't know anything about football, you know? So she's, like, on her phone. Go, oh, they're winning. Cool. Ah. You know, she's, she'll cheer for me because, you know, she wants to see me happy, right? Yeah. She didn't know anything about freaking Heidi game. She doesn't know anything about that. But it's it told the story so well that she mm-hmm. got it. She's like, wait a second. So they just stopped showing the game to show this stupid movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. They did exactly that. So she, it was the story was told really well. Welcome to the '70s. Uh, yeah. So the Raiders back at 500, five and five. Um, Antonio Pierce two and zero, oh, Farva two and one. We're one game back. Um, as of the seventh seed in the AFC playoffs, momentum, optimism, improvement. Again, we just got finished with the soft part of our schedule, right? So we beat a bad, you know, a terrible, a great defense, terrible offense, but we found a way to win. We found a way to win. And just like against the giants, it wasn't like Farva had to put the game on his shoulders and throw for three fifty. Josh Jacobs had to put the game on his shoulders and rush for one seventy five and three touchdowns. Max Crosby didn't get, you know, three strip sacks to like seal us the game. It was a well-coached, well executed team win, which was great to see. It does. 
it's complimentary football. It wasn't great football. Like it was kind of a, you know, it was exciting for us because, you know, we're highly invested in the outcome of the game. But if you're watching the game from as an outsider, it was a pretty bad game. Um, but it got great at the end. It got really exciting at the end. And um, honestly, it was one thing I want to talk about. What, what do you think about that uh, third down call at the end of the game? That that throw, throw the ball? That, that both both tight ends were in the area and it got knocked. Well, out. I don't know. I, I mean, that could not have been the play call to have both tight ends within 18 inches of each other. Right. It reminded me of like that, that game last year with Renfro and Devonte when they ran into each other. Like there's no way that's the play call. Someone didn't execute. I didn't mind the play call, right? You get that, you get that first down, right? Like you're in, in great shape. I thought the play to- call was fine. I thought the execution was shite, but yeah. the play call was fine. Um, we weren't we weren't really getting any push running the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, both both tight ends were open. I mean, uh, <laughs> if if the the end made a great play knocking that ball, that was an amazing play by that end knocking the ball yeah. down. But um, if if the ball would have been completed, it would have been another five six yards down the field, and we got the first down. But yeah, good call, bad execution. I really wonder what our record would be if we would have fired Josh McDaniels mid, you know, in the off season. Even if it just was like our right, Antonio, like he he wouldn't have been the coach, but like if it was been Antonio Pierce and Bo from the beginning. Look, like, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have lost to the Steelers. I'll tell you that we man. wouldn't have lost to the Chargers. Yeah, that's two more wins at least. I would I would just say I would stop right there. Seven, I don't even give us the Bears three. loss. I'll give us the Bears and Lions loss. I'll I'll give those up and Bills. That's fine. And Bills, yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with those. But yeah, I would think we'd be probably with seven and three. So it's like I said in the uh, in the pregame show for for this for this Jets game. Um, the Giants game was the honeymoon. We talk about it, or, or the wedding night, right? When it comes to getting laid as your new interim coach, you coach it, you you fire a coach midseason. It happens all the time, where the game, where the players or the team wins the next game. Because it's like ding dong, the witch is dead. We're all rejuvenated. Jeff freaking Saturday won his his first game, right? Never won another one, right? That happens semi regularly. The second game is the honeymoon. Now you're traveling together. It's still all sunshine and rainbows. We're getting wild in the bedroom. We're drinking. Love is still in the air. But now we're traveling. Like oh, she snores. Oh man, she's kind of a bitch when we're in the air. You know things like that. But hey, we're still still great, right? That was the Jets. Now we're back home. Against Miami, honeymoon is over. Now it's, oh, we got to balance our budget. Oh, you have how much student debt? Um, oh, geez, you don't know how to barbecue? She finds out you're a terrible handyman and you can't fix anything? Handies. Can you keep going? Can you keep going? Because now it's Dolphins, Chiefs, by the hottest team in football, Vikings, Chargers who already beat us, Chiefs on Christmas, Colts who are starting to get back together, and the Broncos who we are we always beat, but they just beat the Chiefs. The honeymoon is officially over. I'm not being doomy and gloomy. I'm just telling you. The natural progression that we always knew about, now is the time to hunker down. Now the wedding night's over, the honeymoon's over, we're going to work, we're paying bills. We're talking about, oh, I thought you wanted four kids. No, I only wanted two. We're having those fights. 
can we still keep this momentum going? Can the Antonio Pierce hyped up, feel good, gin and juice to steal a term that you used? Soto, I love that phrase that you came up with all by yourself. No what was that? Gin and juice. So just bringing the juice, bringing the gin and juice. That was a great, great line by you, Soto. I'm not going to let it die because I love it so much. We'll probably make a t-shirt out of it one day. And it'll say soda. It'll say gin and juice in quotes, hyphen Soto. So make sure we properly credit you. So bad. But that's where we're at now. We are, we are now married to Antonio Pierce. Honeymoon is over. Let's hunker down and, and, and keep the momentum going accordingly. Um, that's going to be it's, – it's a tougher five-game stretch than what, what, what it was maybe three games ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to figure out a way to deal with the speed of the, pay, of, of the Dolphins' offense. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be an issue. Um, just the uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a good test for Patrick Graham because uh, Mike McDaniel is he's a, he's a you know pretty smart dude. He knows how to get the ball to his playmakers out in space. So it's a road game, you know. It's an early game in the road. It's 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 gonna be a lot of things going against us. So I just want to make sure that we're all clear on this that the baby steps are done. No more baby steps. Time to crawl. We're out of the crib. We're crawling. Um, and we better start running because, boy, can those dolphins run. They might be fish, but they can run. Uh, but t- that's for tomorrow to worry about. Today, celebrate. Give your kids a hug. Kiss your wife. Open a cocktail. Enjoy the victory. Lord knows we've had enough pain and suffering so far in just half a season. We'll enjoy the W's when they come. Thank you, Devontae Adams for your 86 yards and two or three amazing catches. Aiden O'Connell for progressing as a rookie and looking fantastic along the way. Josh Jacobs, congratulations for getting over 100 yards rushing for the first time this season. Robert Spillane, here is your game ball. Keep jacking that ball away. Thank you very much. AJ Cole, thank you for being maybe the best player at his position in all of NFL. Like any position, of any position in football, A.J. Cole might be so much further ahead of everyone else. More than Patrick Mahomes as quarterback, more than Max Crosby as a defender, more than like, Tyree Kill as a wide receiver. Like He may be so better as a punter than any player is at their position. And, of course, Daniel Carlson. Money, chiching, chiching every single time. God bless you 53 men and coaching staff. That's it for us. Um, We'll keep you abreast of everything this week. We'll do our regular show recorded Wednesday for Thursday, as always. Um, We'll have our post-game show for the Dolphins. We'll have a preview show for the Dolphins. Any big news that happens along the way. All those good things. But until then, knock on wood if you're with me. (laughs) 